This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Jenny, Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm awesome. <laughs> how are you today? Good. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, here it is, October 3rd, 2020. Can you believe it's October already? This is crazy. No, I can't. And it's this the it's it's 2020 just keeps on going and we're here and we're being positive and we're trying to, you know, make life happen. Well, yeah, cuz everybody's getting wrapped up in, you know, the politics and COVID and, you know, the unemployment, and can't get a job and the furloughs. And I'm like, "You know what? Don't watch so much news. You need to focus <laughs> on what you need to do today." So, before we get into our conversation cuz you want to talk about adulting, which I really love, who in the world is Jenny Paul and what do you do? Um, I am a creator, producer, and actor of a show called Adulting with Jane. And by and large, I, you know, have a career in producing and acting and and I basically uh I basically created a show about things that we need to learn or want to learn about adulting uh, when we're, you know, when we graduate college and we're looking to see what comes next. You know, I don't know when I first heard the word adulting. I, I tried to think about it before we went live today. I'm like, when did I first hear that word? It's a relatively new word. But yes. Oh, yes. to your point, I remember I thought I was an adult when I went to college. And I remember <laughs> the first thing I did back then, back then, the credit card companies could go there and say, hey, want a pizza? You know, sign up for this credit card. Want a T-shirt? Sign up for a credit card. I'm like, Duh, OK, what do I sign? You know, and I get the T-shirt and then I get this credit card and I start spending money foolishly. And and so I, I don't think you practice adulting necessarily when you turn 18. Uh, I'm 55 and my wife would debate. Sometimes I am an adult and sometimes I'm not. Um, <laughs> I think women are more adulting than practice adulting more than men, but uh, men are goofballs. You know, my wife's got the saying, boys will be boys and so will men. So will men. So something like that. So, um, <laughs> so the show, now where can we watch the show, Adulting with Jane? Uh, by and large, uh, Adulting with Jane's online. So we're actually shoppable. We're one of the first series ever to be actually, you can actually click through the episode to things within the picture and have them interact with you, whether it's you can go through it and and shop for a specific thing that's within the picture or download something that's like a tool for adulting within it. So that's kind of our claim to fame is that we're actually one of the very first to ever do this where you can actually interact with a physical picture of the show. Wow, that is so cool. So what platform would we go to watch it on? So we're on adultingwithjane.com okay. and you can interact with it on the desktop version. The mobile version cuts you straight to YouTube so that you can just watch a video. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then also we're on Amazon Prime. Um, we don't in our first three episodes are there and the fourth episode will come in, in another month or so. But right now, the fourth episode is only on the interactive platform. So how did you come up with the idea, Adulting with Jane? I mean, did you look at what's going on in the world and say, this is crazy? Or what gave you the inspiration for this? I mean, I think for me, when I was in seventh grade, I was the last person in my school or the last grade in my school to have home ec as an option. So we had home ec or shop as an option. And I think in the, in the time, and I grew up in Texas. So in the time that we were there, I think there was a, oh, well, you know, this is kind of genderfied. And, you know, I had plenty of boys in my home ec class and plenty of girls took shop. Um, but I think what they decided to do instead of making one big class out of it or having you do both is having people do none. 
So I was the last person as my seventh grade class to learn kind of the basics of cooking and sewing and tools, the hand tools and things that we learned in that, you know, quote unquote home ec class that wasn't supporting all of the students. So I think, I think, uh, this was kind of a, a normal thing for people in my age bracket to have missed some of these major life skills. And I don't know about other people, but a lot of our parents aren't really necessarily into teaching us these things <laughs> because they hated them so much themselves that yeah. they weren't like going to pass that along. I know I, I really desperately wanted to learn how to speak Spanish. My dad actually spoke Spanish. He went to medical school in Guadalajara. Um, and he didn't want to teach me because he didn't want to a teach me wrong. Uh, he didn't, you know, he thought he would do it wrong. He didn't want to do that. And the second, secondly is that he wasn't, it wasn't like the best time in the world for him. So he didn't want to bring that all back to teach me how to speak Spanish. And I think the correlation is that, that people have moms with sewing, things like that. And, you know, that mom, that if their mom didn't like to cook or so, they didn't necessarily feel like they should be the one to teach their kid unless their kid had like a specific interest. So I think across all of those things, a lot of us just didn't pick any of this up. And by the time we hit adulthood, quote unquote, uh, we didn't know it. We didn't know how to sew a button or change a tire. And this is, of course, not everybody. You know, everybody's yeah. got a different story. But um, or, you know, especially things like you're saying credit card debt, things like that. We weren't taught that. And I think nope. truthfully, probably on purpose to a degree, because it was easier to inundate us in the system than it was to to really teach us how to be responsible with the system. Mm. So, um, so you know, for for better or for worse, here we are with a lot of a lot of missing skills, a lot of really strong working skills. A lot of people in my age bracket are just very good at at the thing that they do, um, but not, not didn't necessarily get the breadth of education in the smaller things. You know, what's interesting is I was born and raised in a suburb of Rochester, New York, uh, you know, up the you're mm-hmm. in New York City, up near Buffalo, between Buffalo and Syracuse, where I try to explain it to people. And I grew up, you know, I'd come home from school and I'd go out and play kickball and soccer and basketball and football with my friends. And, you know, I went to school. Of course, this is before the internet. There was no internet. There was, I grew up when there was no cable TV, you know. And, and I thought that's the way everybody in the world grew up. And then I moved down to Texas in 1997 when I was 33, 22 years ago. And, uh, and I found out that, you know, down here in Texas, people love their guns. And I found that kids five, six years old know how to shoot a gun. I'm like, what? I was, me- I was like mortified. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute. Everybody is different in this world. I grew up in a small bubble up in Rochester. And I thought the, you know, the, you know, you have like a circle of friends in your neighborhood. You always play with them, you go to school with them, you hang out with them. And I thought everybody in the world was like that. But I, then I, as I started expanding my horizon, oh, different people are raised differently. People in Japan raise people one way. And then in France and the UK and Australia, everybody raises a kid differently. We all grew up differently. And because I live a sheltered life, I only had, you know, a handful of friends in my neighborhood. That's what I thought everyone was. And it's, it's funny because I learned skills that another person in another household in another state, another country would not have. And they would learn something that I would not have learned. And I just think that whole concept is fascinating. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think I think you're right on the money with um, some people learn this thing, some people learn that thing. And, and there's no standardization of any of it, which is fine. But there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know how to do that, you know, especially things that could get us into financial trouble or whatever else, you know, that that we could be learning. Um, also, you know, the idea that we don't have to go out to H&M and buy a new shirt every time we pop a button. We can just sew it back on. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's I'm. I mean, I'm I'm of uh you know I'm of that group of people that would more likely at not at this point since this is what I'm doing with my life, but I would more likely get a new shirt because it's inexpensive, it's easy, but um but I don't have to do that, and that's kind of a you know a little bit of foreign a little bit of a foreign concept, and so you know okay if I don't have to do that, other people don't have to do that either. So what was the first episode you did with adulting with Jane? What was the concept you're trying to get across? The first episode we did is how to change a tire. And okay. I think that purely was trying to hit a group of people that there's so many people that just don't know how to do that. You know, we have our AAA memberships and we have <laughs> people like myself that are just scared of it. You know, I'm afraid that if I put the lug nuts back on the wrong way, that I'm going to drive away and like, you know, break the car. So it's, it's actually a fear-based thing for me where for mm. some people it's, they don't want to because they're annoyed by it. And for some people, they certainly know how to change a tire because they grew up in a household that valued the that particular skill. So, um, so we wanted to give everybody a little taste of it, whether they're comfortable or not doing it after the episode, probably a little more than they were, but the idea of demystifying that concept so that if it ever happens again, they think twice about being able to do it. Maybe, maybe they go, Oh, you know what? I, I remember that this is a doable thing. Let me Google it. Or, you know, let me, let me give this a shot and, or put the, you know, the, the tire kit in my trunk so that the next time this happens, I have a I have a fighting shot at handling this myself. So you actually on the show, you actually show people how to change a tire. Yes, uh, we're a little less in that particular episode. It's a little more. Um, here's the generality of it. Okay. Even though we do break down the steps, it's more of a comedy, so it's funny. Um, <laughs> so if if you really want to change a tire exactly properly the right way, I I would suggest you know. Going to a, you know a professional on on YouTube <laughs> or a professional on the internet and just making sure that your steps are in a row because what we taught is is correct and we made sure that it was and we researched it across also, but it's you know it's it's in fun so we would want somebody to be extra safe doing it and double check themselves and make sure that they're doing all of the right things. But on the same token, the idea really was to demystify it and to make it not as scary of an idea that you could either learn how to do it entirely by practicing, or you could, you could do it with a couple of extra, you know, ideas, notes from YouTube, something like that. So what are some of the other ideas that you have for the show that you're going to tackle to teach us all how to adult properly? Um, so, so the one that we just did is actually the one that has been in my head for quite a long time. And it, it turned out that it was really apropos to what's going on right now. So, so mental health for me is one of my major issues as a person. Um, and just, just getting, getting the word and the news out there about mental health and how people handle mental health. And, you know, I live in New York City. I live in an arts community. So we deal with a lot of people that are, as brilliant as they are, but they also battle. And so the idea is that, is that, you know, normalizing general mental health things so that people aren't is feeling ashamed when they get into those spirals of something's going on, especially, you know, like we talked about in 2020, 
this is a huge deal. People are experiencing anxieties and panic attacks and things that just never were a thing for, you know, people, even the people that don't have a touch or a lick of anything that even remotely resembles mental health issue are dealing with un unmitigated amounts of stress. So we put out an episode about how to manage a panic attack and how to help somebody that you know that if they are to have a panic attack, how to help them come through it and regain their composure and regain, you know, their sense of safety. Um, so that, that's the big one that we did this year, despite COVID. And we did it all remotely because we wanted to make sure that we were as safe as possible. So we, we did it all through Zoom. It was a little, it was a little crazy on our part. Um, but it, you know, with a little extra work, we made it work. Um, and then coming up, we're doing a couple of other episodes that we're excited about how to make soup, not as important as mental health, but of course, <laughs> like winter, winter's coming and we're all going to be inside this year. So what the heck? Um, so how to make a basic soup, you know, and if you don't want to pop a can of Campbell's, which of course you can do anyway. Um, and then um, we're going to actually teach people how to darn a sock, which is something that is of a very, very lost art um, to take, to take, you know, the concept is to darn a sock, but to take their old knit clothing and and save them if they don't want to throw them away. And that is something that's gone the way of our grandmothers, not even our mothers, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers. So <laughs> we're hoping to at least kind of inspire a few people to get creative and maybe they're not going to be perfect at it because it's not as easy as sewing. But at the same point, you know, if you have a sweater that you love, why can't you keep it? Why not? Um, so we're going to do that. And then, um, and then, you know, we're going to kind of go from there and see, see what we've got. We've got another one, um, a wine stain episode on the docket. So how to clean a wine stain, things that are a little more practical. Um, and then probably after a few more of those, we'll hit another one that's a little more cerebral. You know, we're trying to mix it up and make it, you know, partially pra practical, partially things that, that are, that can tangibly be done so that you feel good about tangibly doing something. And then things that are more education based you know, adult Sesame street style. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's kind of where we live. And, um, you know, we, we, we're trying really hard to kind of stay afloat in all of this, but also just keep the good information coming to people and to keep people feeling supported, mm. uh, with our communities online and whatnot, but also keep them laughing because Lord, do we need it? Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out my website, MrProductivity.com, for the date of my next live training to get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yeah, yeah, we do. And like, I, like I've been telling people for a long time, uh, you know, COVID is, I'm certainly not a COVID denier, but I don't let COVID run my life. Okay. I, you know, right now I'm having an interview conversation with you and people are so obsessed with this COVID thing. Like it's a boogeyman and, you know, listen, you should take the precautions, but don't live your life obsessed about COVID or the flu or tuberculosis or anything, because then you're not really living your life. And what I want people to do is to say, okay, I know what's out there. I know what the precautions are, but what do I have to do today? Speaking of adulting, what do I have to do today that's going to move me forward? You know, maybe that's write a blog post, start writing your book, create a YouTube channel, whatever the case may be. What do you have to do today? And I, I see so many people, they're obsessed with watching the news. Stop consuming the news. Okay. Know what's going <laughs> on in the world, 
but you don't need to watch it four, five, six, seven, ten hours a day. Because only going to get because they they talk about fear, and let's be honest, fear is not going to help you achieve your goal to be in a positive mindset or to be adulting. Because fear is going to get you tighter than a straitjacket, and. And so I tell people, look at, know what's going on in the world. So someone says, hey, have you heard about this COVID thing? You go, COVID? You should know what COVID is. But you shouldn't know the statistics for every country, every case, every death, all the testing, who's got it, who doesn't, because that's being obsessive. And I think we just need to let it go and go about our lives the best we can. What do you think about that? I mean, I think, you know, informed and then do what you need to do to live your life. That's what I think. So, you know, do you know, 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 know where you're at, know what you need to do and know what you need to do for your community. And then, and then to a degree, you know, try to, try to rebuild and do what you need to do to, 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 to thrive as a person because you don't have, you have a little bit of a control over what's going on, but not a lot. And yeah. so I think that's something that a lot of mental health experts would say as well. Um, and have on in various shows that, you know, we've done and, and things that we've done is that is that do what you can to control the situation you're in and keep your family protected the way that you want to. And then and then try to figure out a way to to live. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the best thing you can do for yourself is um, is to, you know, to try to create whatever some semblance of norm normalcy, you know, that you can and um, and the keep keep doing what you're doing, you know, within your jobs and your, your home lives and whatever, because we don't, you know, we don't know how long this thing's going to be. This could be another six months. This could be a long time. So we have to figure out a way to, to at least for now, create a new normal. And, you know, you talked about, you know, writing your blogs or doing your podcasts or writing your novel or whatever that is, you, you know, I, I'm finding as many ways as I can to use this as an excuse to do the things that I didn't have time for before that I do now. Absolutely. Now, one of the questions I always ask my guests is you've already partially answered it, but I always ask them, I said, let's go back to when you were a child. Now, when I say child, I mean, before age 18, what would, what do you know now that you wish you knew back then. Now, obviously, you've already talked about how to change a tire and sew a button, stuff like that. But is there anything else you'd go tell a younger Jenny? Hey, listen, you know, you're going to go through some struggles in life. Let me shorten that curve for you. Here's some lessons I want you to learn. Know now so you don't have to learn them. Is there anything come to mind that you would go tell a younger you? Yeah, I think I think I kind of went through life a little bit afraid of not my own shadow necessarily, but afraid that other people were going to judge me and that that wasn't okay. And that, you know, that, that if I did something wrong, that, that the world would end and, and that everything would be terrible for me and my family and my friends and, you know, those rabbit holes. And I think that's the one thing I would go back and say is, is the sooner in your life that you can just do you responsibly, but do you, the happier you're going to end up. And I think, I think in my adulthood and in my finding of my career path and, and, you know, sort of what I'm doing, I've not necessarily discovered who I am. I kind of knew that already. I've just sort of discovered that who I am is an acceptable choice. So, you know, if you know, if you know what those things are, own those things and, you know, you know, don't, you don't have to, you know, go nuts explaining them to everybody else, but know for your own self that where you are in life and what you're doing is okay and that you're on your own path and that 
eventually we'll end up where you want to go. But for now, just roll with it and know that you're entitled to your own personality, your own personality quirks, your own wants and desires and dreams and even fears. And, and that will help you, that will help guide you to where you want to be in your life. And in my opinion, ultimately make you a gen, you know, a generally happier person. You know, I like how you said, don't explain yourself. So many people will say, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And people go, why? I'm like, well, it's not your life. I don't have to explain what I'm doing. You don't have to explain why you're doing adulting with Jane. I don't have to explain why I'm a productivity nerd. Okay. So many people feel this obligation and I don't know why we have to justify what we're doing in life. Now, if you're doing something crazy, like why are you jumping off of my, you know, the out of an airplane, you know, okay. I may say, okay, that's kind of crazy, but your career, I don't think you need to justify. Now you're, you're an entrepreneur like I am. And I, when I got fired from my job in 2005 and I became an entrepreneur, people started asking me, well, why don't you get a real job? I'm like, I, I have a real job. I don't go to an office nine to five Monday through Friday and get two weeks vacation a year, but I have a job. I mean, I'm a productivity coach and trainer right now. I have a job. And a lot of people, like especially the Bible study class I'm in, nobody there is an entrepreneur. And they're like, what are you going to do about retirement? I'm like, I don't want to retire. They go, well, you want to retire? I'm like, <laughs> I could do whatever I want right now. I can block off dates on my calendar and go do something. I take block off a month to go on vacation. You can't do that at your job. I could do whatever I want. I'm the boss. And, and, but I, I, I don't like when people say, well, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing podcasts? Why are you doing LinkedIn lives? Why are you doing this, that, and the other thing? I'm like, I'm sorry. Do, do I have to justify what I do to you? <laughs> you do you, like you mentioned, and I'll do me. And I think we'll be just fine. But I, I, I just, I'm so thankful you brought that up because so many people feel they've got to explain what they're doing. And no, you don't. You can choose whatever career you want. If you choose a career and it makes you homeless on the street, if that's your choice, I respect it. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, that there's, there are a lot of different reasons why people do that and why people need to do that. And, and I think a lot of times it boils back down to insecurities on their part, whether it's small or real, you know, some people are just curious and they have questions and some people really are critical. And I think, you know, that's all great and fine, but it's about them. It's not about you. So if you have a thing you're doing and you know you're on the path that's the one that's for you, then stick on the path and, you know, you can sell them on what you like, what you do, or you, you don't have to, you know, you can just do, do you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important that, that when it comes down to it, the people that have to justify themselves by and large are doing it for themselves because it's helping them feel that they're doing something right. And it's actually, you know, a technique to remind themselves that they're doing something right. So the more they say a thing, the more it becomes true, even if that's not real or true. And then on the flip side, the more people can debunk other people's choices, the more that makes their choice valid. So Mm. it's, it's not always on purpose, certainly. um, But it's certainly not productive to what you and, you know, listening to those things and hearing them and incorporating them when they're relevant and constructive and letting them go when they're not, I think is the main thing. Mm. So adultingwithjane.com, is there any other place you want us to go and learn more about you or is that where you want everybody to go? 
Um, that's the main place so that you can kind of play with, you know, we, we like our, we like our audiences playing with the, uh, the interactive element before they go to prime, but you know, you could also watch it on prime if you're a TV person and you don't, you know, and that's not your thing. Um, we also have social medias across and our, you know, we have a few of them that are very, very fun and popular. Like we have a TikTok that's, that's a lot of fun. That's kind of geared toward people that are on the younger side of adults. And then we have an Instagram that's more just sarcastic comments all day long and Twitter <laughs> same, you know, and our Facebook is a little more educational where you can read a blog post about an adulting topic. And so we have all these great sort of social media communities that have a little bit of a different angle for each of them, depending on the social. But at the same point, you know, if you're, if you're into one of those, come check us out. We're at adulting Jane. Um, and you know, we're always there and we're always trying to promote the community and the unity and the, fun so those those are the things to, to check out for sure well i enjoy having you on the podcast very delightful conversation i am definitely going to go check out adulting with jane.com and and especially the interactive i i'm really curious to see how you guys did that so i want to check that out so thank you so much for being on the show today i really appreciate your insights on adulting something us adults need to do a lot more so thank you so much thank you and just before we go, don't forget to register for my October 16th training, The Power and How of Routines. You can either click the link here in the show notes from this podcast episode, or you can click the banner of my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.